peace and blessings and welcome back to the Heritage Hip Hop Podcast where we introduce you to your future favorite artists today while celebrating the foundation of this hip hop culture. We ask that you join us on our journey by subscribing to Heritage Hip Hop on all social media, all social media outlets. That's at Heritage Hip Hop on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Apple Music, Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you stream your podcasting delights. On today's show, we sit with King Prime from the Virginia Fleet DJ Showcase. Shout out to the Fleet DJs, our DJ family, and shout out to King Prime. Today's episode is about more than just music. It's about fatherhood and standing strong for what you believe in in your music. Be sure to stay for the entire interview, and I'll be back with the rest of my commentary when the interview has finished. Yo, peace and blessings, and welcome back to the Heritage Hip Hop Podcast. This is Karev, and we celebrate your future favorite artist today while upholding this culture by celebrating the people who built this culture from the ground up. And before we get into the festivities for the night, I want to say thank you for joining us first and foremost. And most importantly, hit the like button when you come in. Make sure you drop a comment. Interact with me and the guests today because today I have somebody special on. See, hip-hop is not just about rapping. Hip-hop is not just about representing where you're from. Hip-hop is about establishing a name so that your name will always be king amongst the people that you walk amongst. The prime example is to be first and foremost and to be the one that people think of when you put your crown on. And with that being said, I want to introduce you to tonight's guest. Tonight's guest not only has good music, but he also has a sound that encompasses being the focus of his movement. I want to introduce you to King Prime. What's going on, fam? Yo, yo, what's good, man? How are you, man? I'm doing good, man. I mean, you know, it's another day, another day in this hip hop life. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, I can definitely dig that. How's your journey today? I'm blessed, man. I woke up for another day, so you know I'm blessed. Blessed be the Most High. So let's have this conversation because I tend to think and believe that hip hop comes to the people who are fully engaged with themselves and the world around them. How did you wake up into hip-hop, and why did you want to do music? Man, since young, man, you know, again, first off, I'm from Brooklyn, New York, man, so, you know, I was surrounded by nothing but music, man. My family is musically inclined, you know, hanging around my moms, my aunts, uncles, you know, they used to play a lot of old-school joints, so, you know, they kind of filled it in. You know, my uncle used to walk around with the boom box on them. You know, we used to sit on the stairway, play songs, really think we was doing that, feel me? But from there, that's where it kind of sparked. You know, I always knew, like, oh, yeah, this is all right. Like, what if, what if I could do this? Feel me? Like, and then from there, as time went on, you know, I started working on the craft. We would do little karaoke joints. I, and I'm rapping these people's songs like I'm them. I'm like, yeah, this this me. I'm killing them right now. To the point I really started like, yo, I need to, I want to do this. Like, I want to, I want to create my own sound. I want to be in that game like them. You know what's interesting about people from New York? I always, I was taught this and I agree with it. People from New York live hip hop because it's in them. People outside of hip hop 
love hip hop because it comes a, a part of them. Do you agree? That especially Brooklyn, right? Because Brooklyn has such a rich history. Like when right. I think of when I think of Brooklyn, Brooklyn has so many anthems about where where what it is, not exactly where it is. Can you explain right. what Brooklyn is, not just where it is? Brooklyn, man. Brooklyn is is a vibe itself. Brooklyn, you know, a lot of people see it as oh yeah, that's girl, that's daddy, grimy out there and all that. But Brooklyn got its its own type of dimension, man. Like it's so many different things, you know. That the diversity of it is so unique that you can't help but get swallowed in it. You know, a lot of people is distracted more so about what they may hear about it, but you don't, you won't know, you don't know until you actually live it, breathe it, wake up in that environment, in that atmosphere each and every day. Feel me, Brooklyn is. Brooklyn for me is like Brooklyn to me is like a it's like a stew because you know when you get good stew or good soup you don't taste one flavor it's so many that you got to catch the ingredients right. and when you take and if you're a music head Roy Ayers we we come we, we live in Brooklyn baby our time mm-hmm. is now later mm-hmm. on flip by book boot camp then you got like the pioneers of the hip hop sound, Big Daddy Kane. Right. You got um, of course Jay Z, Biggie. You want to say Old Dirty Bastard in the Brooklyn Zoo movement? You have yeah, so many, yeah. and that's not the only ones. I'm just highlighting a little bit. But you have so much that when Brooklyn spreads out, Brooklyn takes a part of it in different places, and it becomes a different aura. Right, I, I've been many places, but I'm Brooklyn's own. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. When you so diverse, man. When you go out and you going through your life journeys, how did you take Brooklyn with you, and how did you find Brooklyn in other places? Um, you know, as far as you know, taking Brooklyn with me, you know. It was always there, so it kind of always resonated. So right now, um, I reside in VA. You know, I've been out here for some years. I've been out here since I was like 13. So, you know, I, I definitely, you know, grew to like VA. You know, it, it's cool. I, I show love to VA. But again, Brooklyn is home, man. And, you know, you could definitely catch different atmospheres, man. Like, by the way I walk, the way I talk, you know, the demeanor, how I may think about things, how I may do things. You feel me? Like, it's crazy. Hip-hop is everywhere, though. And old Brooklyn yeah. has a certain identity. How did you find hip-hop in VA? How does your Brooklyn DNA match the v- VA, the Virginia DNA? Man, I... Honestly, I... I kind of just had to form the two because again, you know, when coming to VA, you know, I of course I had that hip hop within me, but you know, VA being a VA, I kind of was able to see a different point of view on things, so I took that to my advantage. Now it's like I got the best of VA in the best of Brooklyn, you know, and, and mixing it up, like you said, like that good stew. Feel me? Like 
that perfect recipe, that perfect combination to create who I am today. And each and every day, I'm still developing. Just like wine, I get better in time. I respect that. Because, I mean, in this era of what hip-hop is, hip-hop now is at such a crossroads that now that it's 50 years old, it still makes Brooklyn, I mean, not Brooklyn, now it still makes hip-hop young. We have had so many timestamps and eras within it that you take a little element of each era to make up your understanding of life today. What about hip-hop music did you take from it that highlighted your gift as you started to do it to impress people no matter where you walk or no matter where you're from? Well, for the first part, you know, like I said, Hip-hop, man, it, you know, listening to it, being embraced in it, embracing it, it taught me so many things. But one thing that it also taught me was yourself. You know, so again, when I when I approach a situation, when I hop out, when I step off the porch, when I'm outside, like, it speaks for itself. Feel me? Like, it ain't, you know, I don't bother with trying to follow the wave because I choose to create it. You know, when I start bridging conversations with folks and others or just being around that atmosphere, you know, it kind of builds something that, you know, can't be taken away. Um, Yo, shout out to DJ Pink Diamond in the building, Fleet DJs VA. What's going on, sis? Uh, oh. I, I, I met you at the uh, conference and, wow, that's all I'm going to say. But, Back to back to the interview. I want to I want to say this to you, uh, bro. One thing I like about when we take hip hop around the world, people see our ingenuity, they see our culture, they see our hustle, and they see our drive to be not just to blend in. And that kind of takes yeah. me to your first uh, mixtape. It was um, give me one second. Your first mixtape was. Pardon me. I'm looking at my notes. <laughs> oh. Yeah, for, yeah, no, I took notes. I, I'm not going to just talk to you. We're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about this Firehouse Volume 1. Now, your first mixtape yeah. is when you jump off the porch and you really get into that water because you don't know how people are going to take you and you don't know how the sound is going to hit the public. So when you had that first mixtape, talk about what you felt when you released it and you get the response you got from it. Man, when I... When- when I released it, even when I was making Firehouse, you know, it was kind of, you know, I, I was definitely younger at that time. So I was, I, I'm not going to say cocky. I was very confident. And I felt like, like you say, you know, I was jumping off the porch. So I felt like every song I was coming off with, you couldn't stop it, you know. So when I released it, it was like, yo, boom, Firehouse Volume 1, this is it. You know, now the response I got back, it was cool. For me, I'm always my worst critic. So even when looking back at that, you know, and I listen to those songs, you know, in recent time, and I'm like, hey. uh, you know, because now me as a person, I've changed so much that I can hear the difference between then and now. You know, and again, that's the that was the very first project of me pushing out there. You know, I produced it, I engineered it, and all of that. So 
It was kind of just me, roll me. See that, but see that's the that's the point I wanted to get to, because when you listen to a person's mixtape, right, you get raw talent, not refined skill. Right. And your raw talent on there gravitated to people to the point where you actually had a buzz, correct? Right. 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 So then when people get the when you get the buzz back and you're like, I ain't do nothing yet, how did that inspire you to go and create the second one and to really get people to hone in on what you're saying? It's crazy. You know, when getting that feedback and getting the buzz, it was like, you know, I just want it, it made me eat it up. You know, it it fueled me up like it it one you know it made me want to just keep going you know like it was so much excitement in my body that i couldn't wait to write the next song or i couldn't wait to start working on the next project you know but now i also knew i gotta come harder i got i gotta come more different can't give them the same thing now i got i gotta do something different i gotta you know grow more in this so then, for the people out there who don't know what an artist goes through, define the growth of an artist from mixtape to mixtape or being a mixtape and album mode. What does it mean to you? Man, you know, the process, it can it can only run down to how you may want it to. You know, for some people, it's easier. But for me, I feel like it's a lot more complex because my goal is to be better than I was prior. So, you know, I'm always, you know, sometimes I sit there, I want to let it marinate. I want to figure out things that, you know, I've done or I feel like I've done wrong and, you know, build that process. And sometimes it can get a little frustrating because, again, you know, my goal, like I said, you got too much music out here that sounds the same. Even back then, it was like, I don't want to be one of the rappers that's like, oh, yeah, that's you know, so I always wanted to challenge myself. I wanted to venture out to new sounds. I wanted to see what I could do. You know, I would be more comfortable with trying and failing than to not try at all and wonder what it would have been like if I would have tried. If y'all like the conversation, please hit the like button because this is going to get into something real deep and profound. As you see, this artist is not um, one who just rhymes. He's particular in his, in his statement. But one thing I picked up from you is in the past when you, when you released the mixtapes, your beats were a little slower. And it sounds right. now like everything has picked up to now where you're starting to find your pockets. When did that light click on for you that you found your pocket? Um, you know, I think it kind of went in when I was going into the next mixtape of Welcome to Sunset, you know, you know, as like, I feel like going through that, that path was like, hey, you know, I, I need to pick it up a little bit because, you know, throughout Firehouse Volume 1, I was still trying to find myself. I was still more so seeing what works for me, what don't work for me. You know, if I go this fast or if I go this slow, pretty much just figuring out myself. But nowadays, it's more so like the, the beats are more faster, but it's also the mentality that I have changed with it. 
you know, and everything is about how my mind frame was during that time, what I was going through, what I had going on, you know, just me as an individual. And that's the growth of hip hop because hip hop is the only genre of music that's alive. Because think right. about it. If a person can't sing, how can you be R&B? Exactly. People think jazz is instruments when jazz really was um slang for sex. Because jazzing was moving your hips back and forth. And rock and roll was moving your body. That's not a right. culture. That's not a lifestyle. So with hip-hop, as you mature, your voice changes, your cadence changes, your pockets changes, and even your ears change because you pick your beats different. And not only do you pick your beats different, now you have something more to say because you have more experience. Right, right. I like to say life is a classroom without walls. That you always meet and you always encounter something that will change your life. What change happened in your life that made you a better artist to yourself from when you started to now? I had kids. You know, and it really came down to, you know, my kids, you know, me wanting to do something or be a representation of something better. You know, and and show them that hey, you know, I can do this, but I don't have to be like everybody else out there. You know, I got a great support system. You know, my wife, my family, my moms, my aunts, my cousins, all that. So it's like all of that, you know, kind of came in and put into what transformed me from then to now. Shout out to Pamela Berkeley. She says she's in. She's giving you a, a, um, a shout out. What up, what up, Pam? All right. So with that being said, because you made a very interesting point, we've now come to the point of the show called Let's Build, where we take what the artist has said and then we dive in to what we dive into the conversation more based off of his critique of what he said himself. A lot of artists are criticized because they don't take stances on things in society that matters to the hip hop culture and generation. And being that hip hop has turned 50, we now see more MCs talk about fatherhood and more nepotism where we have children becoming MCs now. In hip hop, do you think the fathers are truly representing the culture correctly for the children coming up? And how did your children check you to make monitor for you to monitor what you're saying and what you put out? You know, when it comes to that, you know. I feel like it's not being represented enough when the fathers are out there and they're doing what they need to do. You know, a lot of fathers are not holding it down or representing as they should. And I'm gonna just I'm gonna keep it funky about it. You know, like you still got certain, you know, fathers out there that still talk about things that in some cases you can't get mad at your kid for repeating once they start doing it, because you're doing it. Feel me? So with me in that stance, you know, again, like I don't curse in none of my raps, but I used to, you know, and that has a lot to do with noticing that thing. You know, my kids listen to what I'm saying. And the last thing I would want is for them to walk around the house talking about, ah, 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 you know, going crazy. Like, and it's only because I said it. You know, they hearing me say it, so they're like, yeah, I'm say it. no. So I definitely want to be that better example 
and us as fathers, us as men, we need to be that better example of fathers. Feel me? Like a lot of things people do because they want to blend in to that atmosphere, that game, that feel like they gotta be something that everybody else wants them to be. And I don't I don't think that's what it is. Feel me? Be yourself, man. If it ain't you, it ain't you. You either gonna love me or you're gonna hate me. I respect everything you said right there because one thing I've learned that our parents, our parents from our generations, I don't know when you were born. I may be older than you, but our parents from our generations did not teach us the evil. They taught us how to navigate around the evil. Right. And hip hop today is doing the same thing in my opinion. And this is what I mean. Hip hop back in the day taught us about society, the racism, the sexism, the economic um, disparities, pain. And today, hip hop is not teaching about it. It's teaching how to cope with it through sexual sexualization, drug use, and entertainment. Overindulging in it, I'm saying. Right. It, se it seems like today, a lot of artists are stuck on the money and not the art. Where do you, what do you think about that? And where do you lie in that conversation? Man, it, it's always been about the quality, not the quantity. You know, the bread is cool, but what good is the bread if you're sending the wrong message? You know, what, what good is it if I can be this, but I got to sell my soul? I don't want it. You know, like I said, the music is meant to elevate, inspire, express, motivate. I don't want to talk about nothing that is going to make you go out there and go shoot somebody or kill somebody or, you know, go kidnap somebody or make females act a certain way or, you know, I don't want to, I'm not here to push that. That's very interesting because one pillar of hip hop people fail. Not, not say pillar, but one aspect of hip hop that people fail to talk about is poverty. Because an impoverished people are able to be controlled with the reward of recognition. And today we have so many people that are so quick to hit the like. And they don't even care about the money anymore. They care to be recognized. Right. How deadly is recognition in hip-hop to you? And why do you think people are fighting to be recognized in a game that doesn't recognize them and uses them instead of being loyal to them? Because right now it's so easy to be taken advantage of. You know, everybody want to be recognized, but nobody don't want to be recognized for the right reason. It's more so... As long as you're being recognized, as long as the topic is about you, as long as we can look at you and say, "Oh yeah, I know that person," they, they feel like that's enough. But what does that mean at the end of the day if they say, "Yeah, we know him. That's the person that's talking about all this crazy stuff. We recognize him because he slapped somebody over there." Well, what's you know what is the worth at the end of the day? You know and People are being taken advantage of because you got these people. Loyalty is 
a dime and a dozen now. You know, and these people seek it from people that they know they're not going to get it. Back to what we were talking about when you talk about how you make music for your children to listen to. At one time, hip hop was considered you've driven. Now that hip hop is 50 years, now we see the alternative hip hop, the 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 complementary and contemporary hip hop, hardcore hip hop. We had horrorcore hip hop, gangster rap. We have mm -hmm. all these things. My question to you is this. When I don't want you to put yourself in a box, but the idea is to be felt by all generations, but what generation do you represent and how do you bring them to your sound? Um, honestly, I feel like I can adapt to any generation, you know, but, you know, I love the 90s generation. Of course, I'm a 90s baby, man, but I feel like even as the sound changed today, the era changed today, you know, I can still adapt to it. I don't have to be like them or put myself in that box but I can still get to it if I need to. The thing about the nineties is this though. When you think about the nineties, there were so many pockets in the nineties, West coast right. and West coast had their message. East coast had five percenter hood music. Shout out to Kooji. Mm -hmm. You have bar heavy. Shout out to Jersey. You had, mm -hmm. um, you had street level Philly. You even have Boston hip hop, and also you had down south booty music and everything. So '90s gave you a plethora, many different styles, many different techniques, many different, many different um tastes for your palate. When you right. say you're a '90s baby, what part of the '90s did you put in your style, and what part of the '90s did you take out of your style so you don't be dated for today's ears? Um, honestly. You know, because during my time, you know, I was listening to, of course, Jay-Z, you know, Jay-Z, Biggie, Nas, Ja Rule, Jadakiss, The Locks, you know. Oh, I even went down to the R&B, you know, Aaliyah, Usher, you know. It, it's, it's many different genres and, and, and pockets that kind of I took that energy of, you know, and I feel like I wouldn't, I wouldn't take away no what I had right now is more so just a molding. You know, I take you know a piece of the energy of things I feel like is good that I can build on that I can create something different with, and I mold it. You know, that's the thing. A lot of people want to see what they can take out, put in, take out, put in to stay in line with what's going on. Nah, you, I, I want, because at any time, it may be a certain beat I would hear and be like, yo, that's hot. Let me do something to that. You know, but if I'm taking pieces out, then, you know, I may not even get to that. A lot, a, a lot of what I'm seeing today is a lot of these artists are using samples from what? Back in the day. Because back in the day, it was real music, you know, telling stories. It was talking about something, you know, so I don't think I would take anything out. Like I said, as time goes, I would take piece of the energy I feel is good towards me and mold it, shape it, and let it build me 
as a character. You know, now, the one piece I did take out was, of course, the person. You know, a lot of that, so I definitely took that out. So I could say, okay, I took that out. But everything else, man, you know, the, the flavor, the, the storytelling, you know, the, the narrative of things, I want to keep. Yeah, narrative is one of the most important parts of hip-hop. Before we get into the project now, everybody watching this video, if you like what's going on, hit the like button. Because we gotta hit, hit the, the like button. If you watch it and not hitting the algorithm and not hitting the like button, we don't hit the algorithm and people don't know we're on. So please, I mm. appreciate your eyes. Thank you so much. But please help me out by hitting that like button so we can hit this algorithm. More people will know that we're on and we're actually active. I have one more mm. question. Matter of fact, I'm gonna save that question for later. I think you did a great job on building. Now let's get into the project, the return. Now, one thing I want to ask you about the project is this. In the project's intro, I hear Pop, and I hear, what's my man's name? The motivational speaker? I forgot his name offhand. Um, Wes, um, no, Les? It doesn't I, matter. And I can't, Forget it. Forget yeah, it. I can't think of his name. Don't worry about it. But I hear, <laughs> I, I hear the words, and he talks about, mm -hmm. and I hear something about King David. Mm. But then I look at the cover of the project, and there's a lion. And there's a king's chair. Mm -hmm. What is the connection from being a king to you establishing your dominance and authority on this project? Um. Well, you know, again, I'm a king in my own right, as we all should feel. You know, I've always felt like I am a king. You know, I'm going to uphold myself a certain type of way. I'm going to move a certain type of way. You know, I'm going to approach a situation a certain type of way. You know, just as a king, you're not going to be able to talk to me however or treat me however it's just not going to go that way you know as far as the, the the throne without nobody being there that's when it comes down to the title itself the return you know i'm making my way back to it you know so who for whoever may feel like had it at that moment i'm here you know and and us putting the lion in the cover you know lions represent strength you know i've endured a lot of things in life you know and i'm sure people have their own stories and all that but speaking of for me you know i've endured a lot in my life that it takes a hell of a lot of strength to come out of that darkness that's facts that's a lot of facts but hip-hop is like a prize fight and i love the way the intro mm -hmm. had his message and then you came on to show this the world the intro can be a hell of a song, not just a statement piece. Mm -hmm. What made you want to build the track or the song that way? You know, when I heard it, you know, honestly, I had some anger towards it. You know, I, you know, listening to everything that's going on and peeping out hip hop nowadays is like, yo, you know, and looking at, you know, everybody wants to be what they see. Not what they know, not who they really are, but what they see. And, you know, that's why the, the first part was, you know, I created myself. You know, like, I didn't have to say I want to be like that person. I didn't want to mimic that person. I created myself. Down to the shoes and the belt. Down to the dreads and the dread. Yeah, I'm the truth in itself. 
you know. And it kind of it kind of just went from there. Like I said, when when I heard it and when it dropped the way it did, and and like I said, when I write, man, I see words. And once those words started coming and piecing together, it just went. So how does the intro and what you said connect to the track two different? Two different styles, two different voices, two different flows, and what is the two different? Two different is I'm just too different. You know, I'm not different. I'm too different. You know, you could say you're this, but I'm that, but I'm well over that. Feel me? Like, like I said, just growing up and seeing things I saw, you know, and it, it makes me go back to people wanting to be what they see versus being who you really are. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm too different. You know, I don't, I don't walk like that. I don't talk like that. I don't think like that. I'm too different. You know, a lot of people are afraid to be different. A lot of people are afraid to jump outside of the box. But I, I don't want to stay in the box. I don't want to be in the box thinking it's good. I No, I want to be outside the box. I want to be too different. You know, I'm different by design, not by choice. You know what's interesting about the box, though? The box has become the casket that defines life. Because when you right. die, you go into a box, right? Right. But then, but then we look at a box to be entertained. Right. We go to a box for calculations. We go to a box for food, not knowing mm -hmm. the greatest aspect of life is what comes from inside to the outside. And that's you actually, right. You actually talked about that on greatness. Mm. The song greatness is mostly not about how nice you are as an MC. It's about owning your position so the world can know the greatness within itself by watching and hearing you. Right. Who taught you that lesson and why did you want to put that out? Life taught me that lesson. The people I've came encounter with, you know, over the years taught me that, lesson, that lesson. You know, all the bad choices I've made taught me that lesson, you know. All the people that love me and that I've sat there and conversated with taught me that lesson. You know, life itself taught me that lesson, you know. And my, you know, I, and it's not, now it's not that I want to be great because I am greatness. I'm I'm there at that greatness. You know, I don't want to speak as in I'm trying to be something. In order for you to be that, you have to believe you are that. You know, the greatest rapper can't make me feel like I'm not the greatest rapper. No, I respect that 100% because you know what's funny? Like we said before, we live in a world where Everything is being destroyed in front of our eyes. Mm -hmm. Our minds are being destroyed by phones, and especially our children's minds. Right. In school, their minds are being, depending on where you live, their minds are being destroyed by new education or new schooling and lack of education. And even with mm -hmm. that, even with that, I would say a lot of us are being destroyed because knowledge itself has fallen back to the awareness of existence. As you see, I asked a hell of a question on Heritage Hip Hop. Yeah. And 
And um, I'm not typical, y'all. I do real. I, I'm real hip hop. <laughs> but the real, the one thing I want to ask you is: We live in a world where people are now defining themselves as high value men and the modern yeah. woman. But you can make a song like right now and talk about the need of, of of having someone to be connected with and becoming even greater. Do you mm-hmm. think? Do you think those songs are being lost in today's climate, or do you think those songs are needed in today's climate? I think as far as songs like right now, I think it's, it's very much so, you know, needed because again, it's, it's a breath of a breath of fresh air. It's something different, you know, it gives the ear something to listen to versus what it's been hearing, you know. I want to still be able to get you off your feet, but you still be able to hear everything I'm telling you. Versus we liking a song because of the beat itself. I want you to listen to everything that's being said versus just playing the song. And I respect that because your beat selection on this project is very nice. Because now what we have... What's going on? But now when we have people, we have people who drop the bass line and drop the drums out of beats. You actually are mm-hmm. making music that people can move their body to and give people words. That's mm-hmm. the one beef I have with hip hop is that a lot of people want to give you good messages, but the beats are trash. Or people right. have great beats, but the lyrics are trash. Trash, yeah. Trash. And I mean... It's refreshing to hear a project where somebody can say something while you move your body that'll make you enjoy the vibe and enjoy the message. What's more important right. to you, setting the vibe or giving the message? The message. Explain. You can catch a vibe. You can catch a vibe from anywhere. The vibe is just what you make it, but the message is what you're gonna carry home with you. The message is what you're gonna wake up to. The message is when you in the car, you driving. Damn, I remember that. I'm more so on what you're going to take from me versus what I'm going to be able to give you the vibe out to. You know, that's why it's like, I want you to listen. You know, yeah, it's an up-tempo beat. It's popping, but I want you to listen to what's being said. You know, like, it's all about the message at the end of the day. You know, again, Music has so much power that, you know, you have those songs where if you're in some type of state of mind, you're angry, you put on a certain song, it's going to make you feel like you want to slap somebody. Versus if you say you put on a song, it's going to make you feel like you want to cry. The music have that much power and the, and, and the message in these songs, you know, that I don't want to give off the type of message that's going to make you you know do something you're going to regret and i and i love how you even you even kind of touched on it on money marathon that's one of my favorite songs on the project by the way because no doubt because you actually hinted at the subject of karma and i would love to hear you do a song about karma with your technique because you have an intricate way of telling you have an intricate way of giving a person the thesis and the story but they have to come up with it with themselves. And oh my. Mm-hmm. And sometimes some people, it, yeah, I'm sorry. 
No, no, I ain't mean me to um cut you off, but see, it, and that's because at the end of the day, you know, I can give you something, but it's your choice to take it and make it what it is. I can show you to the door, but you have to walk through it. I can take you to the pond, but you have to be the one to drink. Feel me? So it's all about how you take it. I'm going to introduce you to it, but how are you going to receive it? I'm not going to let you yeah. limit yourself right there, sir. That is where we're going to give you some pushback. Because it was mm. once it was once said an MC is a person that can speak your life to you, not just rap you a story. Yeah. And when I want you to realize you're actually walking into that territory, but don't take yourself out of the gift that you have. Because one of the best songs in hip hop that ever told the story was Love's Gonna Get You. He took okay. you to that door and walked you in there, but he asked the question, now tell me what the mm. F am I supposed to do? And that's where you pick up the story. You have that talent. Your own story. You have that talent. So I love the fact that you said I'll take it there, but they have to get it. But sometimes the weapon, no, all the time, the weapon is not the cause of the of, of the reaction. It's the heart of the person who uses the weapon. Guns are not right. evil, it's the person's mind that pulls that that helps pull that trigger. That's the issue. Right. And, and I'm telling you, I think you looked at what you just I think I, I, I may have heard you wrong, but I don't think so. You're giving them you're giving them the weapon and telling them I can't make you pull a trigger. Well, I'm telling you, you're the trigger in the weapon and it's up to them to see the result. You feel me? Mm. I and feel that. I like and that. that. And that's what I got from Money Marathon, because you I, I will look for me. Please for me. This is this is for me, y'all. Make a song about karma, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Because hip hop is the hip hop industry is a game of loyalty, but it's not loyal. Right. It's a game about money, but people don't even want money; they just want recognition and wealth. And wealth has nothing to do with money. Nothing. It also is how you establish a legacy, even if you're forgotten tomorrow, because you have sampling. Mm-hmm. The one thing about your project I'm going to take with me is that the beats isn't what made me understand you. It was the pattern and wordplay that made me want to endure hearing you. Wow. My, my question to you is this. Some people want to be listened to. Some people want to be heard. I ask mm-hmm. you this. What do you want people to do? Have knowledge of what you're saying? be wise to what you're saying or understand what you're saying. I definitely want people to understand what I'm saying, you know, because in order for you to understand, that's the only way you're going to be able to grasp the whole concept of what I'm trying to get at. You know, I definitely want you to hear it, but I want you, you, you have to understand it because if you don't, you may misinterpret it. You may take it the wrong way. You may go left when, in all reality, the song is telling you to go right. So I definitely want you to understand what's being said. I'm going I'm I'm to I'm say some of my deeper questions for you for the end of the interview. Okay. I love where we're at right now, and I usually go to the 9 o'clock mark. I'm going to give you a couple more minutes because of what happened with the feedback. Once again, shout out to the Fleet DJs. Shout out to the Virginia Fleet. Um, I want to ask, ask you three more questions, and then we're going to um, finish this off. 
My next question mm -hmm. is this. Part of being understood is giving people the experience of what's being spoken about. You have a clothing line. And one thing about clothing lines that people think is overdone is everybody got a clothing line, but everybody's clothing line doesn't have a message. Talk about right. your clothing line and why it's important to your brand and how people can grow with it through your growing with you through your music and the clothes. Well, we do have a clothing line, man. It's, um, it's DOA, Dream on Apparel. You know, um, me and my wife definitely started putting more power into it at the beginning of this year. Um, DOA, Dream on Apparel, you know, it starts with a dream. I feel like everybody has some type of dream, you know. Everybody has some type of something that wants them to be something, you know, as kids we're always asked, what do we want to be when we grow up? You know, but everything starts with a dream, you know, dreams to reality. You know, and that's my goal. I want to turn the dreams I have to that reality. You know, so with this apparel is just it's a symbol of saying that it is possible. You know, anything is possible as long as you believe in that dream that you have, you know, like real talk. I can't, you know, one thing I say a lot is I can't make a person want it as much as I do, you know, but if you want it, you're going to do what it takes to get it, you know, and it all starts with a dream, you know, have you, have you see it, have you want to apply it? But it all starts from that dream. You know what's funny? Because this goes into the questions that I have. Uh, as a as a black man, black man in America, we were taught to dream only for our dreams to be taken from us. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't think people, even our, even our own women, I don't think they understand what it means to be a man of color, a black man, especially in this country, because it's not their fight. It's for them to stand by us while we fight most of the time, not right. all the time, but most of the time. And right. what I will say is this. At one time, you dreamt to be a doctor or you dreamt to be a physician of medicine or a lawyer or an astronaut, even drive motorcycles when you're a boy, right? You dream of these things. Right. Yeah. But as reality sets in, your number one dream is to be to, is to be alive. Right. And I want to ask you, do you see your dream coming true or do you see your dream being true? Right now, I see my dream being true. I see my dream turning into that reality. You know, me saying that I see it coming true is almost like saying that I'm getting there. I'm there. From So from there, I just need to keep pushing because it's here. You know, so that dream is turning to that reality. And I'm going to just keep pushing. I'm going to keep driving. I'm going to keep giving that ambition, that motivation, and take it as far as God allows me to take it. There's three heavens as written in the Bible. There's the spiritual heaven in which God lives in. 
There's mm-hmm. the heavens, which is in the sky. And there's the heaven, which is the elation inside feeling of feeling good. To get to one heaven, we have to die. And I don't wish that on you and your family anytime soon. Mm-hmm. The, se- the, the second heaven is when we go to a height. And the third one is inside of you. When both when those two heavens align, there's no thing in this world that can take that away except for the battle you have within yourself. My main mm-hmm. question I wanted to ask you in the first part of this interview is this. There's many obstacles a person has to be or has to go through to be or to become. To be the artist that you are, what did you have to lose to make hip hop a part of your life? Good friends, you know, good, good friends, because you don't realize how things may turn out. Or again, it just comes down to that point of I can't make you want it as much as I do, you know, and it comes down to those certain points of clearly our paths are in two different lanes, you know, so. We gotta, we gotta split somehow. Now, mind you, I feel everything happens for a reason, which it does, you know. So I don't regret none of the choices I've made in life or that I'm making to this day because every choice, every decision that I've made made me and makes me the person that I am right now. Sitting here talking with you. Okay, I thought we froze. I appreciate that. Thank you for the compliment. Thank you for the compliment. So everybody out there that's watching, we're talking to King Prime right now, whose new project, The Return, is out right now. Fire, 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 EP. Not only for the beats, but for the wordplay and the messaging. And if you want real music, everybody says real music, real hip-hop, whatever. If you want good (laughs) music, good music, check out King Prime, The Return, right now. I want to ask you a question. You want to play the game or you want to make your statement? What you want to do? Oh, my. We can play the game. We can play the game, then make the statement. It's whatever. All right, everybody. So today's game is called the rapid fire questions. The rapid fire questions are not yes, no questions. Those are questions designed to show your depth of knowledge of yourself, hip hop, and the culture that hip hop is. You ready to play? Let's do it. Question number one. What song or album from another person's discography best describes you? Mm. You know, that, that question is tricky because I wouldn't say an album describes me, but the one I'm putting out. But if we were talking about similarities, if we could put it in that terminology, you know, I would have to say maybe the blueprint. How so? You know, with Jay-Z. You know, Jay-Z, of course, we we come from the same borough, you know, so a lot of the things he's talking about, you, you know, you're able to relate as far as just trying to make it out from where he came from, where we came from. Mind you, you know, I moved at the age of 13, but throughout that time frame of being there, you know, I knew the struggles. I knew what it was like to go 
place to place to to want more to have to fight to get more to really you know tackle who you are like i've i've seen i've seen people shot and killed right in front of me i've seen people robbed i've seen you know people get jacked and all that and you know a lot of that sticks with you you know and the way he put the blueprint it was very it was very interesting that i i felt that i could relate to that i respect that next question what's the perfect hip-hop beat meaning if that person never came out with that beat you would have had it it would have been your first major major single oh man first hip-hop beat Yo, that's hard, B. Um, dang. It was a song that, that Ja Rule came out with, and, you know, the, the beat was just so hard, but um, I don't want to say the wrong name, but it was a, it's just, just those rainy days, I believe that's what the song is called. I want to say wow, that's, what it that's deep. The joint with Mary J. Blige. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, that's interesting. I've never heard like, and that. Yeah, and that. But again, the you know, since just certain beats that's like, dang, you know, it's just those rainy days. Like, you know, I have certain memories of feeling like that. So it's like, yo, that beat is so hard. So I, I definitely, I definitely, if possible, I would have grabbed. It. I feel that. What's more important, to be king or prime? To be to be king. Because, you know, when being the king, it's not about me. It's about the people around me. It's about making the choices, not just for me, but the people that are around me, for the people that are depending on me to lead them, in a sense, to that right direction, you know. Again, everybody throws around the king word, but you know, a king is about not, you know, thinking about yourself or doing for yourself is more so making sure your people are good, making sure your foundation is strong and, and being that example. I respect that. I respect that. You're becoming, you're becoming and have become an artist. And in the, in the public perception, being an artist is like a high thing, right? Everybody give you props. You get love everywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One, of the, one of the deepest quotes I ever heard was, the brighter the picture, the darker the negative. People, mm-hmm. see, people see that bright picture of being an artist. What's some of the dark sides of the art that you have learned to navigate through that people take for granted? Again, the, the time that's put in, like you said, people see the, the part of being an artist, you know, but a lot of people don't know what it takes to be that artist. You know, it, it, it takes a lot of time. Like I said, I'm, I'm a father, I'm a husband, and I'm a businessman. So, you know, Sometimes me being that artist takes away from my family, may take away from me spending time. So I have to really learn how to 
balance that, you know, between doing the interviews, performing, studio, you know, I feel like for me, I just feel like that's the real dark side of that picture, you know, because it, be- it, it becomes overwhelming sometimes, you know, that you're trying to keep up this person, this this image that they see you as, you know, but still you have your own life as well. But like you said, you know, the brighter the picture and what they see is the artist, King Prime. They don't know the background. They don't know what King Prime goes through. They don't know the everyday life of King Prime. They just see when he is in another picture or another interview and they think it's all lights and, gar- uh, lights and glamour. But, you know, I'm, I'm a real life person. I'm no God. I'm just a man. And that's the highest form of procreation that God made. Men, women, and children. Salute to us. Right. What's your dream collaboration, dead or alive? How many, how many, how many we got? How many we can choose from? All you. This is your dream track. Hey, look, man. I definitely would want to do a song. I mentioned this before. But I would definitely want to do a song with Alicia Keys. You know, she's a very dope R&B artist, like off top, you know. I definitely want to do um a collab with my man Jay-Z, of course. Like I said, he, you know, definitely put things into perspective. And I would definitely want to just have the moment to just be in the room with Biggie, you know, like to just hear his mindset, you know, like just to really get a vibe from him. I think that would be really dope. Feel me now again. You still, you know, right now you have a lot of dope artists out there right now. But if we talk about people that's gonna leave a footprint, you know, those would be the people I would really want to get in the studio. Where I feel like again making a collaboration with somebody like Alicia Keys that would pull because I love R and B too, you know. And with my new upcoming project that's coming out. Y'all going to see me get back into my R&B phase, you know, and I feel like she has a different energy that will pull out something different out of me. You know, it's just all about the chemistry, you know, but then, of course, like I said, Jay-Z, you know, his mindset is just, it's just dope that it's going to make you want to transform your mind frame to really get on something different. And then Biggie, that's my man Biggie. Like, that should be all I should say after that. True indeed. So since you said R&B, here's a hot take question for you. Okay. The industry the industry doesn't like R&B anymore. You don't see R&B being pushed. And we don't right. see and we don't see people who can sing anymore. Actually, everybody that's half singing, half rap crap that's out right now. Right. I missed the time when we had an R&B artist and a hip-hop artist came in and did a feature. Like Mary J. Blige just put a song out right now with Votto. Where did that happen? Or we have a, mm. a hip-hop artist that feature an R&B artist that really brings out the song. Mm-hmm. What part of R&B do you think makes hip-hop better? And how bad is hip-hop now that that element is being missed, in your opinion? 
I think RB, you know, it created a a smoothness to hip hop. You know, again, hip hop has so many different genres and energy attached to it. But R&B is one of those things that no matter if you're the hardest person out here, you know, you hear a certain song and you be like, yeah. You know, again, I'm not going to deny that a good R&B song, I've definitely sung in the whip before, almost you thinking I can sing for me, but it brings that out of you. I think the R&B really kind of gives that, that smoothness back to hip-hop and it being taken out is kind of almost suffocating now. It's like it's imbalanced in a sense. Exactly. One of the biggest lies we were ever taught was that men and women are opposite sex. If a man and a woman opposed, they will fight. Mm-hmm. Men and women are complementary. We come together to create life. Mm-hmm. R&B and hip-hop were the same way at one time. They complemented mm-hmm. each other to the point where R&B made hip-hop great. Right. And hip-hop brought nurturing to the people who are angry and who are fighting society. Now with it blending, we seem to lose the authenticity of realness for the soulless compilation of industry garbage. I want to ask you this, and this is my last question to this part. What's going to save hip-hop? Emotion, soul, or spirit? What do you say? The spirit. You know, the flesh may be weak, but the, the, the flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. You know, no matter what we go through at times, you know, again, we endure a lot, but, you know, it's the spirit that can always, always change something. You know, because us as people right now, we already flawed by nature. You know, that's just how we're designed. I don't care who comes and say, oh, I'm this. We all flawed by nature, you know. But after that, after all that flesh is gone, you know, yes, you got the soul, you got the heart, but it's the spirit that's keeping all of that pumping. It's the spirit that's keeping that heart alive, that soul active, and your flesh moving. Without the spirit, it ain't nothing. It's dead. Salute to you. You know, a lot of people... Okay, oh, yeah. Nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nah, I was just saying, you know, a lot of people feel like, oh, you know, you you kill the heart, you kill the body, you know. But that's that's not really the case. Again, like I said, it's, it's the spirit at the end of the day that that keeps it going, you know. But that that's how I was closing that off. I love it. Shout out to Pink Diamond, DJ Pink Diamond of the Virginia Fleet DJs, who says your song is on right now on Press Start Radio, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't have Press Start Radio, make sure you download that and get some of this good. Shout out to Press Start Radio, man. Yeah, word up. We out here. So everybody out there that's um watching, it's time for King. It's time for King Prime to talk his talk. So yo, you guys, you got you got some you got some time. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you a little bit of time. 
The name of this is Stand On Your Square and get them and get the people your message. Talk your talk. So look, man, it's your boy King Prime, the big stack, not the little one, man. At the end of the day, man, be who you are. You know, be different by design, not by choice, man. Don't worry about following the wave, create the wave. You know, there's too much of the same going on, man. We got to do something different. We got to change it up. We got to pop out the box real quick. You know, don't don't be afraid to, you know, do something different. I mean, that's what it comes down to. You know, don't be afraid, period. You know, you're going to have people to say that you can't do it. You're going to have people to say that you shouldn't do it. You won't do it. Well, what are you going to do? You know, again, I would rather fail because I tried to do something versus not trying at all. So, again, man, always put your best foot forward, man. Stay focused. Stay ahead of the game, man. Don't let it get ahead of you. Like I said, you know, shout out to Fleet DJs, man. Shout out to Dream Team Records. Shout out to my team. Shout out to my mans, you know, for bringing me on this interview right now, man. Shout out to everybody that came and supported. You know, everything is us factor. So there you go. How'd you like being on Heritage Hip Hop? Would you recommend this to another artist? Of course, man. Yo, yo, we family now, B. So you know we locked in, man. And look, and, and if y'all ain't on here, y'all lose now, man. Y'all better, y'all better tap in. Do it quick, man. Because this is where it's at. That's it. We try, we strive, we strive to give the best interview an artist could possibly have. And if you like the interview, just know that it was your music that inspired the interview. Because I had to take notes from something. <laughs> it ain't. It ain't. It ain't That's yeah, it ain't, it ain't, yeah, 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 right. it's really the music. Right. So, so I, I appreciate you and thank y'all everybody for watching the Heritage Hip Hop Podcast. If you like the Heritage Hip Hop Podcast, look at the bottom of the screen. It says hit the like button, comment, and share the video. Subscribe to Heritage Hip Hop's channel. Follow us on all social media. Hit the bell for notifications. If you like it and you want to help me build this platform, dollar sign Heritage Hip Hop Cash App for donations, or you can go to tpublic.com, look up the Heritage Hip Hop store and get some merch. I got some merch out there. So It'll be it'd be nice for you to um to support if if that's if if you would like. I'm asking, but it's so, up to you. Show love, show love. Thank you. If so you're watching, got... I might as well show love. Exactly. So with that, we've come to the last question, and this is the most important question of the interview. And my most important question of the first interview, because you can always come back, is this. Okay. Five hundred years from now, in the hip hop museum, King Prime is going to have a section. And somebody 500 years from now is going to push a red button on the wall and your holograms will <laughs> come out and they're going to hear your music and you're going to be introduced to people 500 years in the future. <clears throat> Pardon me. The most important question of the first interview is what is the legacy you leave behind and how did you make the world better because you created, lived, and were hip-hop? Greatness. You know, just just be great, man. Just embracing who you are as a person. You know, keep pushing, stay humbled. You know, put God first. And just seek greatness at the end of the day, you know. So when they push that button, yeah, you know, strive for greatness, man. Don't let nobody else tell you different. Don't let nobody hold you back, man. 
If you believe in something, if you got a dream about something, go for it. And with that being said, always be great because God never made you to be anything less. It is written in right. the Bible that a light does not go under a bush. It goes on the top of a mountain so everybody can see your light and shine. And you give God right. the glory by being your best and not following anyone else's example, but being yourself and letting yourself shine and giving him the glory. So with that being said, be glorious, be great, be truthful, but in the end, be yourself and be righteous in all your steps. This is Karev, a heritage hip-hop with my man over there, King Prime. Brooklyn to VA, the return out right now. Make sure you go get that and support the movements. And with that being said, any last words? Nah, man, again, I appreciate you having me up on here, man. Trust me, it won't be the last time. And we're going to get busy from here, 2024. Y'all be on the lookout. Shout out to the Fleet DJs, VA, and New Jersey, my squad. And with that being said, peace, and we out. Thank you for listening to this presentation of the Heritage Hip Hop Podcast brought to you by HeritageHipHop.com. We are more than music. We introduce you to your future favorite artists today while celebrating those who have built the foundation of hip hop before us. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to Heritage Hip Hop for all social media platforms and streaming platforms and if you would like to donate to help Heritage Hip Hop grow, our cash app is dollar sign Heritage Hip Hop. We thank you for your time and we ask you to look forward to new guests and great interviews. May the most high bless you. Peace. And we out. <laughs>